Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. And joining us today is Silas Jha. He is the Group Chief Economist and Head for RHB Banking Market Research. And it's all about the China reopening story, where we've got a lot of optimism riding on it. And to some extent, markets have been pricing it in. And here's where Dr. Silas Jha thinks it might be time to take profit. Now, let's check in with him. Dr. Sadesh Jha, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Now, let's start things first with that China reopening stories underway. And on top of that, we have pledges from policymakers at the MPC to further support the economy. So why take profit now? Why do you think it's a good time? Because uh, at the very high level, the uh, basically the China reopening story is, uh, first of all, very optimistic as far as what the market is pricing. You know, markets are pricing, have been pricing over the last couple of months, a V-shaped recovery in China, uh, which uh, for, for, from our perspective is not going to uh, happen. Uh, so it, uh, the good news is all priced in. The mm. second aspect is that the national uh, NPC meeting over the weekend and further to go until the 13th of March uh, so far has been uh, disappointing. Uh, and third, that the policy backdrop, both external and domestic, so on the external front, we're continuing to believe that the U.S., along with its uh, Western allies and, uh, and Japan, uh, are going to essentially uh, pressure their companies uh, to, uh, in terms of exports, uh, investments in the sensitive technology sectors, defense sectors, uh, to not, uh, you know, engage in business in uh uh, in China and the domestic front, uh, in terms of the Common Prosperity Program, it can only uh, continue since the income distribution problem is uh, is uh, quite uh, significant, and that uh, basically China is in a recession already, uh, from our from what we can see. Now, so as you mentioned, a couple of interesting things. Why do you think the NPC was disappointing for you? Well, the NPC, what did it give us? It gave us first of all. Uh, essentially a uh, growth target of around 5%. Uh, markets were, you know, market participants were expecting around 55 to 6%. The type of uh, essentially stimulus via fiscal policy, uh, quite limited in terms of fiscal deficit target, in terms of local government bond uh, issuance, uh, nothing much in terms of uh, stimulus uh, to a real estate sector, or the consumer industrial sector, nothing of that uh, sort. So it's been very, and the market has reacted as such. So we think that the China MSCI index uh, is going to fall around 10 to 15% in the first half of this year. Um, and that for the whole year, the total returns of the MSCI China are likely to be as much as uh, 10%, negative 10. Yeah. yeah, so we have a projection of 5% from Chinese authorities. That is above your forecast of 4%. So what sort of recovery are you expecting in China? We've got markets expecting a V-shaped one. So what will it look like for you? Yeah, I hesitate to put a letter on it, but let me share with you uh, what the profile will look like. So the, for the whole year, we're at 4%. The uh, Bloomberg consensus estimate is around 52 5.3%. The government's at 5%. We think basically that essentially growth slows in this first half of the year. Uh, so for, for fourth quarter was a pretty uh, good print. And that basically we get a very modest uh, recovery of just in the second half, well uh, below the V-shaped recovery that, that had been priced in 
uh, by the uh, by the mm. market. That's what we think the profile of growth will look like. Okay, when you look at the various indicators, you mentioned China is already in a recession. So how are you telling this uh, based on what you're seeing? Yeah, so here's how it works, Ryan. So last year, China printed 3% GDP growth. That's the official number, you know, for all the uh, discrepancies, the physical discrepancies, as well as window dressing given by the government. Uh, we find it's about 150 basis points below the official. So think about last year, the economy actually grew, grew around uh, you know 1.5%. This year, if we're right, the 4% number realistically is going to be 2.5%. The subsistence level of growth in China is 3% in terms of the real number, not the official number. And that's just enough to keep the population uh, fed and no social instability risk uh, uh, rising. How do we tell that basically the so, uh, social instability uh, risk and the broad population being unhappy is when, when we track the number of protests that, are, mm. uh, that have arisen over the last uh, couple of years uh, in terms of the, you know, like hard data, right, it's hard to basically track the online data, social media data, but just the hard data from survey data put forth by established survey companies who monitor China uh, social stability risk uh, it, on the way up. That's how we're uh, say, uh, tracking that the economy is actually in a recession. If the economy wasn't in a recession, we can already tell because we are essentially in a very unique position where we can track the Chinese economy in close to real time. So, for example, we have satellite images of the uh, Chinese economy sector by sector, and those are transformed to basically hard data using uh, machine learning. And what we are seeing is, yes, there is a pickup in overall economic activity, but well, well below trend. And for us, trend growth is around 5% in China. We don't see auto sales picking up significantly, a little bit of a pickup uh, from our high-frequency indicators. These high-frequency indicators are dated as of end of end of February, early March, as, as real time as it gets. And in terms of the commodity sector in China, in terms of production data, there's no real signs of a, uh, improvement. So our uh, thesis is like, what is the big hoo-ha in markets? And the market is already reacting, right? That basically, as I mentioned, the China MSCI is now basically flat for the year, and dollar China is moving up towards the key psychological level of seven, and we think by the end of this month, maybe early, uh, early uh, second quarter, uh, that we get to 710 to 720. So bottom line is that's the reason for us is this is, you know, the, probably the last chance you have to get out of China's equity market, out of also the bond market in terms of high yield corporate credit in uh, China. It has rallied really hard and the currency as well. So it's an overall sell on for broadly uh, all financial markets in China. Yeah, there is a certain level of correlation to the economic growth and social unrest to look out for. That's an interesting point. And if you look at the economy right now, there is a certain level of consumer confidence that needs to come through. Do you think there is a urgent need for more stimulus on the front, especially on the property sector? Well, there is because the first, you know, the focus of markets also has been of the on the consumer, right? Fifty to sixty percent of the Chinese economy is a consumption. Um, and what we see is that the cons uh, how we project how the consumer is going to do, not how it has done, is essentially urban disposable income. We see no signs of urban disposable income, precisely as you mentioned, Ryan, property sector. That's one of the uh, sectors where jobs are created and also in the industri industrial sector. 
So in the property sector, you're right to point out they need more stimulus because the situation is pretty bad, uh, but they can't because of the high uh, debt-to-GDP ratio, which we think will continue to increase uh, this year, maybe another 10, 10 percentage points, um, and that in the industrial sector, the pressure from the Western allies and Japan is to make sure that the Chinese industrial sector doesn't recover and that China, from our perspective, by 2025 will be, no longer be the factory of the world. So where is the income generation for the, uh, for the, for the uh, consumer? Uh, there isn't much uh, that, that's going to uh, happen. So in the next couple of months, it will become clear that the retail, monthly retail sales numbers that are uh, that will be uh, you know, put forth by the uh, authorities uh, will, dis- uh, will surprise on the downside, similarly in property sector, industrial sector. Essentially, the key conclusion, it's all bad. Now, uh, as you mentioned, a couple of things to look out for, including pressure. And this might include pressure from the West when it comes to what they are doing to diversify the supply chains away from China and also their AI chips arms race. How do you think that will play out for China? So for the long term, basically, like I said, by 2025, we will see that China is not going to be the factory of the world, mm. meaning the onshore factories, right? They can always move their factories offshore, disguise it as some other country's factories, whatever, right? And th- that's what is going to be the, uh, uh, the, 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 the playbook. So China, as far as being the industrial powerhouse and factory of the world, uh, basically that's the past. The future is they will have to negotiate with the Western allies from a geopolitical perspective and see what can be done uh, where this essentially aggression from the Western alliance uh, uh, recedes. Uh, but I don't see that uh, happening in the next one to, one to two years. The situation is going to get worse uh, before it stabilizes in the medium term. All right. And just to wrap things up, uh, Salash, you mentioned it's time to get out of China. So where to from here? Where to from here? From here, you sell China uh, and essentially uh, uh, buy the U.S. The U.S. equity market is our top pick. Um, and if you want, uh, obviously, a little bit of diversification, you can also buy India, which has been beaten down uh, this year due to some sentiment issues, which I won't discuss, uh, and uh, parts, of, uh, parts of Southeast Asia. So there's plenty of places to invest, right, given that... Uh, so-called, uh, you know, uh, big pickup in Chinese equities has already materialized. All right, time to take profit from China and look elsewhere, perhaps for opportunities in the US, India and other parts of the region. Now, we're returning to Salish Jha. He is the Group Chief Economist and Head for Market Research at RHB Banking. Salish, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.